You're listening to Cabo Channel 5, Lake County News, the best place for news and the best place on Earth. Shocking news tonight out of Jupiter Springs as beloved local businessman Dale Johnson, more commonly known as Pale Dale, who founded Pale Dale's Drive-In more than 20 years ago, has been reported missing by his family. Also tonight, children across Lake County were expressing their disappointment as the opening date for the Splish and Splash Water Park has been pushed back into June due to maintenance concerns. Welcome back to Goonies World. My name is Goonie, also known as Colin, and I'm joined by Meanie, also known as Ryan. That's correct. Okay, good. And Johnny Farrell, also known as Sean. You are also right about that. So. Oh, we're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, we really are. Great. And uh, we're playing Kids on Bikes. Yeah, we're playing the free RPG Day edition of kids on bikes uh these are kids you know uh adolescents in the 1980s somewhere in a town called jupiter springs in northern california and we're not using the town from the free rpg edition we made up our own and also in the full edition of the game i guess there are guidelines for making up your own town it's like a process that everybody goes through right and we but we all just threw out a bunch of ideas to put this town together and uh so living in this town attending hammond b middle school or Two uh, students in particular, and uh, Goonie, who's who's uh, your character? Dickie Newton. Dickie Newton. Hello, Dickie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, <laughs> he is the stereotypical nerd. He's got glasses. He's got hair with like a little calic that sticks up the back, and he's got. Uh, did I say? Yeah, he said glasses, and he's got um, he's got um, a calculator watch, um, and he's got keds on. I think okay. those were things back then. <clears throat> keds. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yep, and he's like, he's a, he's he's real into um, tabletop <laughs> gaming, but uh, he his mom. Since his mom is a very, um, like a helicopter mom, he's not allowed to play it, so he has to kind of play it elsewhere. Yeah, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's, this, this is the age of the satanic freak out. Satanic panic. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons is yep. devil. It is. All right, and uh, you're from a nicer part of town, right? Uh, yeah, I'm Moon, from Moonstone Hills. Yeah, a nice part of suburbia. Yeah, nice upper middle class uh, subdivision. And I believe from the other side of town, Sugarbush Valley. Uh, yeah, and he's not even quite in the bush. They're like in a trailer park, kind of at the edge. Yeah. Uh, where he lives with his grandma. Uh, his parents are not in the picture for I, unspecified reasons. Unspecified reasons, yes. Um, and what's his name? Chip Estrada. Chip Estrada. And he's uh, a little older and bigger than Dickie. Um, and um, I imagine him sort of the 80s equivalent of a 
uh, like a gothy hoodlum type. Uh, it's always with like the like rock and roll t-shirts and whatnot. Yeah, kind of a kind of a preteen John Bender Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I should also point out that my mom, the one that's really strict, she is actually out of town, so he's being looked after by his Aunt Judy, who is a bit of a drinker. Oh, and wow. So he can he has way more leeway, more freedom than before. <clears throat> that's good, because I have a feeling that uh, little Dickie's in for an adventurous weekend. Yeah, I thought he's got to be able to, like, you know, do something. Uh, he can't just be worrying about his mom all the time. Yeah, and uh, I imagine Chip has a little bit of uh, relative freedom with his whereabouts on the weekends. Or... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, his grandma. It's not that you know she loves him and everything, obviously, but uh, she's kind of old and slow, and mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's a twelve-year-old kid. I mean, he's just out yeah. running around. And... I'm just out riding my bike. I'm going out to ride my bike, <laughs> Grandma. All right, well, close the door. I ain't trying to cool the whole neighborhood. Slam. <laughs> well, it's actually uh, Friday. It's Friday when we start our game. As we uh, we begin in Hammond B Middle School here in beautiful Jupiter Springs, California. And it's Friday. It's actually after school. The last bell is rung, and you're all at the Strategy Games Club, which is uh, third Fridays after school, where you stay late and play strategy games. And you're not actually playing Dungeons & Dragons. You're playing a game called Squad Leader, which is an Avalon Hill game that's it's complicated even for grown-ups to play. And that's sort of like the game that Mr. Hood, the club sponsor, has you guys playing today. And kids are sort of uh, doubled up around the room playing. You're here, and there's an Asian girl named Abby who's like super smart. She's smarter than Dickie, even though Dickie might not like to admit it. And Lance, who's uh, kind of a theatrical kid. And your friend, a guy named Plunger. And Plunger's like super, super smart, and uh, but not academically speaking. He's like really world world smart. He's got a lot of book uh, street knowledge that a kid his age shouldn't really have just because he reads all the time and uh, he's kind of a bit of a conspiracy theorist and so on and so forth. He also lives with his grandma um, who who can't really get up and down stairs very well and he has a garage where you guys hang out sometimes. It's a detached garage. And it might be that uh, you have plans, Dickie, to spend the night at Plunger's house tonight, it being Friday night. Uh, if that makes your weekend shenanigans easier, you guys, you guys often stay over at Plunger's place. Even when your mom's home, she'll she's not crazy about letting you go spend the night, but she lets you. I just have to check in like every half an hour. Yeah, you have to be there if she calls, and uh, so on and so forth. And uh, but I I think I know what Dickie might be doing here at the uh, winning strategy. <laughs> Strategy Game Club. I'm not. I'm not sure that this is Chip's scene so much, but he's here. And I imagine you guys are friends, even though you're kind of a bully. There's got to be some bond between you guys, or you really? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're friends. Uh, he wouldn't necessarily. Chip wouldn't necessarily uh, admit to it mm-hmm. if asked by anyone that he perceived as being cooler. Mm-hmm. 
but you know he he's definitely they're friends and also like best friends I think but whatever well it's just because you think I'm cool you're um, so cool <laughs> but I I think also Chip uh, probably has a thing for Abby um, and so that would probably also sort of get in line <laughs> compel him to 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 be here and also just the opportunity to like pick on nerds yeah like, you know yeah. It's, well, it's unfortunately Abby seems to have a thing for Lance the theater kid so uh, I'll let you do with that little bit of juicy information well, in fact, she's playing... You guys are playing Squad Leader. They're playing a game called Panzer Division. It's, it's Avalon Hill Day. Mr. Hood, the the club sponsor, is supposed to be sort of walking around helping you guys with the rules, discussing things with you. He's standing in the doorway talking to Miss Winquist in the hallway, a new, really pretty English teacher, and he hasn't paid attention to your club at all this school year so far. It's early October now. And uh, so it's a nice fall day outside. In fact, you couldn't ask for a, a more picture-perfect fall day. It's uh, overcast with uh, you know carpet of orange and brown and yellow leaves all over the place, kind of blowing across the, uh, the streets of the subdivisions. And uh, but right now you're playing squad leader, and so please just to practice rolling the dice. Why don't you both make brains rolls? see how the game goes and you're playing against each other so this is a situation where we're rolling dice against each other so well perhaps not (laughs) incredibly surprising it looks like you're right dicky you're winning Uh, advanced squad leader nerd yeah and uh looks like uh, abby's won uh, her her game as well uh plunger has been waiting around because he's an odd man out to uh, play like the winner of another game and so he comes and sits at your table with you guys and starts setting up for another game of squad leader um, surprise to feel here chip what what are you talking about nerd last time i saw you you were uh throwing my fork from uh, across the lunchroom forcing me to go after it yeah well so i'm just telling myself that you're my friend and uh and uh, I gotta, I gotta remember, you're probably hurting inside, or, or you wouldn't act that way. Shut up, nerd. <laughs> okay. Hey. Don't make me get out, little Leroy. No, not little Leroy again. I don't need to see little Leroy. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the listener may not be aware. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> yeah, we, we've off mic. We've discussed the contents of our backpacks, and Chip has one of those miniature Louisville Slugger bats that people right. used to have in the '80s that he occasionally. <laughs> Wax people over I the mean, head and he shoulders with. Yeah, I mean, not like <laughs> super violent or anything, but you know, it's more the threat yeah, right, than threat. anything. Right. So, no, I don't need to feel a little Leroy again. Just like the, a mafia tactic. Right. Yeah. Show them the bad. You well, don't middle, have to use it. A middle school mafia, more like it. Hey, Dickie. Yeah? Are you still going to spend the night at my house tonight? Oh, I sure hope so. My brother said he's gonna bring home some pale dale forth when he gets off his shift. Oh man, that's extreme. I know. Uh, it's gotta be excellent. You know what? I've got some, uh, some marshmallow fluff. Have you ever had that? Straight out of the can, yeah. dude. It's, it's the stuff that uh, clouds in, in heaven are made out of. Let's get decadent tonight. <laughs> Yeah, I got uh, graham crackers, and they're not even regular graham crackers. They're cinnamon graham crackers. I've got John Carpenter's They Live on VHS. 
sweet. <laughs> hey, Chip, do you want to come over and watch John Carpenter They Live on VHS? It's got a wrestler in it. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Wrestling is lame. Word. But marshmallow fluff isn't lame. I thought that people in your income level loved wrestling. No, I, I like... I like NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Hey, boys. And... and Boys, Middle. let me interrupt for a second, boys. It's Mr. Hood. I'm sorry, did I hear... Did I overhear something about uh, income level discussion over here? Now, Dickie. Dickie. I know that you're from Moonstone Hills, but Chip's family works very hard. I'm surprised at you making bullying-type comments like that. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. He's a nerd. All right, now, 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 Mr. Estrada, now, I, we've had this talk like a thousand... In fact, we've had this talk a thousand times... I think I'm just going to wait you out, and uh, you'll be in high school soon, and then you really won't be my problem anymore. But look, something tells me that if you're here at the Strategy Games Club, Chip, there's a guy inside you that's maybe interested in a little strategy. You might want to think about, you know, uh, a kinder approach. You can catch more flies with honey than you can vinegar. Instead of, uh, you know... Well, anyway, boys. Anyway, uh, I don't want to hear you criticizing anyone's income level again, or classifying them, or doing anything like that. Okay, Excuse sorry. Me. I gotta go read my Doonesbury comics. Just for the record, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's not like you, you said, like, my family works hard, but they're all deadbeats, and my grandma just gets her social security check. I think I'm gonna go see what Miss Winquist is doing, says the uh, suddenly, suddenly uncomfortable Mr. Hood. Who's wandered into a conversation that he really was half listening to in the first place. Hey, listen, guys. Before we get started with this game. I heard a rumor that underneath this very Hammond B. Middle School, there was bomb shelters from the 1950s in the height of, you know, the, the beginnings of the Cold War. And there's bomb shelters. And there's supposedly an entrance to them under the south stairwell. What do you think of that? Uh, you know, I've heard lots of your rumors before. They're pretty out there. Uh, oh, I, I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't put any stock in this. Well, what do you think, it's too Chip? fantastic. I've seen kids smoking cigarettes behind the south stairwell before. Maybe you know some of them. Yeah, of course I do. Don't be a nerd, but, like, I gotta admit, though, I mean, like, that sounds, like, pretty cool, like, if that was true, and, like, if we could get down there, that would be cool. You, you, you're spending, if you're spending the night at my house, that means you don't have to get home at any specific time, is that right, little dicky? No, I'm, I'm fleer, uh, free and clear. Free the bird, huh? Yeah. Chip, what do you think? You think after Strategy Games Club we should, uh... Well, we should hang around inside the building and maybe go check it out and uh, look under that stairwell and see if we can... Probably nothing there, but it doesn't hurt to check it out. That's absolutely right. Scientific method. If there is something there, it might be cool. It might be. I, I don't know. We have, to be care we, have to, we have to be careful, though. we got to make them think we left the building, you know. We're not allowed to be in here after 6 o'clock. Good thing I brought my graham crackers, though. We might need a snack. We might get hungry. Well, I know where Mr. Gimme keeps his lunch. Now, Mr. Gimme is the night custodian, and he looks like Santa, but he doesn't act like Santa. The kids are, like, kind of scared of him. But, uh, now, Mr. Gimme, he's going to be walking the hall, so we just can't let him catch us. And then, of course, you know, we'll just, we'll just, uh, sneak out of here afterwards. 
What do you guys think? You're not too scared, are you? You're not chicken. No. I know you're not chicken. <laughs> Duh. What are you guys doing? This is Abby. Did I hear you guys saying that you're looking for those ridiculous bomb shelters again? Yeah. What? It was, have, you, have you been there? You've seen them? I don't believe it for one minute. It's a bunch of hysterical propaganda. Oh, yeah? Well, you should come with us then. I don't know. I have to be home. I have to... My... No. My au pair is going to pick me up soon. I just don't want you guys to get hurt or do something stupid. You know, Mr. Gimme is kind of creepy. Uh... So you're worried about us? Well, yeah. Because, uh, Math League is coming up, and uh, you're not as smart as me, but we can't do without you. Yeah, I am pretty good. Of course, Chip, I don't suppose you'd be all that interested in Math League, would you? Says Abby. It would involve, like, studying after school with me, after day, after day, after day. <laughs> we see the wheel, the wheels turning. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly turning. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Uh, uh, I mean, math can be cool, right? It's absolutely cool. It's the coolest. Yeah? Um... Well... Well, let's do some math, then. Right, well, math league practice starts Monday after school, so I'm gonna see you guys there, right? Yeah, if we don't get, uh, you know, killed doing this super dangerous thing we're about to do, you know. Living, living dangerously and all Don't that. talk to outsiders, says Plunger. She could be a honeypot, an agent working for them. Uh... I don't think you're supposed to say that. Hmm. I don't think you're supposed to be off your medication plunger, says Abby. Okay, well, bye, guys. And she's already ready to go because she knows better than Mr. Hood what time it actually is. Mr. Hood standing in the doorway talking to Miss Winquist, and he's like, Oh, oh, hey, guys, wait, we, we gotta go. We gotta go. I gotta close up the building. Sorry about that. It's already uh, 6.49, you guys. We gotta get everybody out of here by 6. Mr. Gimme likes his hallways nice and clean. So, all right, guys. 5.49? That's what I mean. Okay. 549. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I was a little distracted by something, he says, as Miss Winquist walks off down the hallway. Uh, anyway, guys, uh, okay, Chip, glad you came to Strategy Games Club. Hope to hear, see you here more of you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, I'm not any good at these games, but, I mean, it's fun. Hey, Avalon Hill games are very advanced. There are grown-ups who will not play Avalon Hill board games. Is there... It is too complicated for a lot of people. But, hey, they're the beginning of the whole hobby. The foundation of the whole hobby. I'm a big believer in it. Anyway, I like Monopoly. Well, that's, that's, that's good for you. That's nice for you. Yeah, I don't know why you like it. You always go straight to jail. Every time. All right, now. <laughs> now, Dickie... I thought I was the boy. I thought he... That's exactly what Mr. Hood... Thank you. Dickie, just because you're a smart guy and you can fight back with your words doesn't mean you have to, all right? I think you guys are cool guys. I'm glad you guys are friends. I'm cool. He's a nerd. All right. All right. Well, we're just going to file that one away, future reference, and... uh, Okay, well, we got to get going, guys. I got to go meet Miss Winquist at the... uh, The library. We're meeting at the library for a cup of coffee, not beer. Yeah, it right. sounds like a library to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? See, you're a smart guy. See, Chip, you're clever. You can make jokes and you're funny. Let's remember that. All right, you, hey, you guys, you know how uh, Mr. Gimme likes he's always nice and clean before he runs the buffer, so let's get moving. 
and I, he runs off to the teacher's lounge. And uh, you guys are kind of left by yourself there, by this trusting teacher in the hallway. They've already turned off all the lights. I mean, not like all the lights, but all the big major lights. Everything's a kind of twilight hallway after school. It's October, so it's not like dark outside yet. But, uh, you know, the after school sports practice is already wrapping up. There's no games here tonight or anything like that. And from far away, down somewhere off in the building, you can hear uh, this ambient mechanical sound. There's got to be the the floor buffer that uh, Mr. Gimme doesn't want anyone in the hallways before he runs that floor buffer. Um, So, all right, guys. There's the three of us. Just a crazy threesome. Yeah. That's not a word you're supposed to use. Oh, wait, what? Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, see, now your mind's just straight in the gutter. No, you my can't m- say anything these days without people taking it dirty. <laughs> my mom said that was a bad word. That's all I'm saying. Your mom thinks that heck is a bad word. Well, uh, <laughs> it's worse than H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, come on, you guys. South stairwell. Just follow the smell of cigarettes. Of course, this is back in the days when it's not entirely inconceivable that a kid could get away with smoking a cigarette under a stairwell if it were, you know, secluded enough spot in the high school. You're creeping down the hallway. you got to go downstairs because, you know, it's all the way downstairs. And downstairs is where... How many floors is the school? It's just two. Okay. Well, it's... it's uh, Yeah, it's just two, but there's kind of a mezzanine level above the library that's a balcony like on the Breakfast Club. But it it just sticks up, and there's bookshelves, and that's the only like third floor at all. It just lets in light to create an atrium style thing in the library. But you can't go up there on balconies. At any rate, you're down below the south stairwell, which is down by the gym, underneath the gym, and you can hear that buffer not that far away down the hallway. And uh, you've got to come down the stairs and then turn left or right, and you kind of guess from hearing exactly where that buffer is. So make brains rolls. Because all the echoes down here, you know, it's hard to tell which corner he's just about to come around. And he's looking for a number six here, so... <laughs> hey, you got a one. Well, little Dicky just is clueless and just just about to turn right when you realize, you know, Chip, that, in fact, the buffer is just about to come around the right. Um, no! Uh, no, 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 Gimme's that way, man. We gotta go this way. Uh, oh, crap! This plunger. Guys, split, let's go! And Plunger runs down the other way. It's a good thing we brought Trip along. He's good in a combat operation. That's Plunger. Yeah, I, I think we, I, we got so close to this gym here that I was having flashbacks. <laughs> lost it there for a minute. Well, just as you guys dodge around the corner back behind the stairs, and you can look through the slats of the stairs, because they're not, uh, you know, they're, uh, what's the word for that? You know what I'm talking about. Stairs aren't solid. You, they're just uh, mm-hmm. oh, you right. can, like see out between the little slats of the stairway. And, uh, outside the slats of the stairs, you can see the buffer like passing you got by. You guys are like hidden back there behind, looking out, kind of in the dark. And everybody make grit rolls, not to not to nervously giggle or uh, or or something like that. As you see it, the thing slowly rolling by. And again, you're looking for a six this time. It's like both of you make it. Uh, uh, Plunger, however, uh, can't resist um, a nervous giggle. And 
the buffer, and it's a riding buffer. It just kind of stops for a minute. It doesn't turn off. And you can, looking out from the shadow, you can see the bearded, long-haired face of Mr. Gimme looking around left, like, uh... He's actually looking up in the, in the lights and looking around like he thought he heard an echo of something. And, uh, luckily he just keeps going. But was, that was a close one. I lightly punch him in the shoulder. Oh, ow! I'm sorry, I guess I deserved that. It's terrible. I'm not a combat operation guy. And I'd be better off in military intelligence. Anyway, uh, you guys look around on the floor right under the stairwell. And indeed, there are these uh, little cup-shaped uh, holes in the floor where right up against the tile where it looks like someone could just slip their fingers in. It's flush with the floor, but... Uh, look, it looks like this whole section of floor could pull out. Uh, here, help, uh, Chip, see if you can lift that up out of there. And, uh, this, this should be pretty easy, but, uh, you're looking for a six, a six on a brawn roll. As you try to pull the section of floor up from underneath the... Oh, well, you do it nicely. And, uh, in fact, what's really hard is, like, uh, not kind of slamming it back down when you, when you put it down. That's the hard part, what you manage to do. And it looks like plungers onto something. Whether it's a bomb shelter or not, you don't know. But there is a flight of stairs going straight down underneath the school. Hmm. Do you want to go down? You guys go first. I'll I'll, I'll put the um I'll put the, the ceiling back or the tile back. Oh, good idea. All right. That way, Gimme won't see it. That's yeah, good thinking, Chip. All right. Well, after you, Dicky. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get out my um toy laser gun, I guess, if there's no light down here. Whoa! Is that a Buck Goodson's blaster? <laughs> oh, it sure is, Mattel baby. Mattel 1982 is a classic. Yep. I love one, but my big brother Derek smashed mine back in the day. He regrets it now, but... Oh, Derek. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's... Yeah. That's why, uh, I'm glad I don't have any siblings. Well, I'm glad I have got- Derek when I need to ride somewhere. He's got a car. Oh, that's true. He's gonna bring. He works at Pale Dale's. I don't know if you know that, Chip. I hook you up on Pale Dale's. If you come to my house after after midnight, there's sacks and sacks and sacks of greasy burgers. Wow. Yeah. And John Carpenter's They Live, starring Rowdy Roddy Piper. Just throwing that out there, chum. Anyway, after you, Dickie. Yeah. So in the light, and and we can hear you. Uh, we can hear uh, Chip closing the floor. <laughs> Uh, behind you and within the light of the toy laser guns weird beam Mm -hmm. you creep down the stairs (laughs) (laughs) it would have been funny if like you you, like you start down the stairs and you turn on the laser gun it's like (laughs) (laughs) right 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 (laughs) wrong setting (laughs) that 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 didn't happen fortunately yeah that would have been funny and uh hey now that that's been established you never know could just go off any time but, creeping down the stairs, you find yourselves at the very edge of a huge room. They're like, the beam of your light won't even go across the whole room. It's the size of a gymnasium, but the ceiling is relatively low. Much, 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 much lower than a gymnasium. And it's all seemingly empty, except they're huge, what look like uh, big storage bins made of plastic. And you realize, you've seen these in the backs of construction trucks sometimes. They're actually water bins that are lining the walls in here. 
as far back as you can see, but the end of the room is lost in the shadow. I wonder why the ceilings are so low. Is it built for short people, kids, or was it perhaps aliens? Well, and, and let me specify, it's not like an adult would have to crouch in here. It's just like for the... It's basically a normal-sized ceiling, but for the hugeness of this room, it seems like super, super low. Did I ever tell you about how my dad was abducted by aliens? Oh, well, uh, you know, a lot of people don't believe that story, but I find it has several very important, credible points that are worth discussion. Well, I believe it. I believe it's true because, uh, you know, uh, it's only solu- it's only thing that makes sense, you know. He's not the type that's uh, going to go out for smokes and not come back. Is that what happened, seriously? Well, I mean, he did have to get smokes, but, I mean, obviously, uh, along the way, he was abducted. Well, obviously. Well, you know, uh, there are cattle, cattle mutilations out by the Friendly Ranch, well documented. Of course, suppressed by the local press and newspapers who are enthralled to the mayor. But, I heard uh, it was devil worshippers. Well, there are devil, devil worshippers out on Ridge Road. That's why they yeah. uh, paint the white crosses yeah. on the... Uh, Another fact that's been suppressed by the uh, corrupt mayor and police department. Yeah. While these guys are going on with their nerd conspiracy issues, is there anything you're doing? You creeping around, looking deeper? Or? Yeah, I've got I, like I've got my the stolen Zippo that, mm-hmm. he, that he's stolen, and he's gonna yeah. use that as a source of light or attempt mm-hmm. to, as feeble as it might be. Yeah. You can try to explore the rest of the place, or yeah. at least see the opposite wall. You know. Well, yeah, and, and see. Well, so how? I mean, obviously, this goes on quite a ways, but how wide is it? It's not quite as wide as your gymnasium, about half as wide. Um, but you realize it's directly under the gymnasium, and that the back of this room, should you see the end of it, would be like under the kitchens of the school okay. and under the cafeteria. But uh, and it's a little bit creepy as there, as you can hear their voices as they're talking about you know UFOs and, and corrupt mayors and all that. Uh, rolling his eyes as he's walking down the... <laughs> yeah, and these these uh, row after row of big water vats, though. You can see they have, like, little spigots on them. And each one of them has, like, a little duffel bag on top, though. Every single one has this little tiny uh, 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 duffel bag, like supply bag, kind of in this uh, uh, pea-green government-issue color sitting on top of every single one. If you want to check one of those out. Yeah, we'll see what's inside. And you reach up and slide one off, and inside, you're not sure what they are at first, but there's a label on a bottle that's like a, feels like a bottle of medicine or Tylenol or something on the back, and it says, well, water purification tablets. They're basically mm. water pur- purification tablets, and then uh, also there's, in each duffel bag, there's a lamp that is battery-powered, like, uh, lamp. So basically, it is to purify this water well you turn it on and indeed it works and you guys are interrupted in your conversation there's a big pretty bright you know white phosphorescent what are you doing over there and the lines it's all art deco you know not art deco but it's all old looking like retro like 1950s stuff all put together in here and indeed the rumors seem to be true it's exactly the sorts of things that would be down here is there any more there's all there's there's the thing like there's a duffel bag on top of every single water yeah. tank, in fact. So, I can take a little lamp? Yeah, you can take a take a battery-powered lamp and some water purification tablets. And uh, Get lamp. Yeah, get lamp. That, yeah. 
and put that's, as a reference. No one's gonna get. It's, that's I, I a, get it. That's an old game of some kind. I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> it's actually a documentary about an old game as well. But hmm. yeah. Well, as you guys are doing that, <clears throat> there's a sound that you recognize instantly. It's sound of a cigarette being lit. And as you turn around. And look towards the back end of the room. There's a man standing there lighting his cigarette. He's got like a uh, kind of a pockmarked face and white hair. Wears overalls and a flannel, red flannel shirt under that. And he's standing in a doorway that would lead off under the kitchens. And you just see his face light up in that glow. <laughs> I don't think you boys are supposed to be down here, are you? Uh, 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 who are you? Don't you know, I, I work for the school. I work for the school. Are you like a second janitor? Yeah, that's right. Second janitor. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. They need a second one because there's this whole, you know, second level down here. Well, now, this is a very dangerous place. It's just for emergencies. And I'm just down here to make sure the boys don't get over curious. So you just go ahead and step on out of here now, all right, young man? We won't have to tell your parents or the principal that you've been sneaking around down here. Uh, oh boy, yeah. I, I don't want to get in any trouble. Yeah, come on, guys, let's go. This is well, Plunger. What's, what's your name, sir? Oh, don't you worry about my name now. Just work for the schools. Okay, just some guy that works for the schools. You could call me Jimmy. He says, and he uh, shakes out his match and throws his matchbook on the ground, on the floor down there. And then he, where, what, where, you uh, down here in the dark by yourself? I'm just working in the back. And he's come out of a. This is the opposite side of the room that your, the laser flashlight couldn't quite reach. And he's come out. You see, there's a hall, like a open doorway, that would lead right under where the kitchens and things like that would be. And I'm going to watch you boys walk out of here now. I sure hope I don't have to tell Mr. Gimme you've been down here. And I don't want to have to tell Principal St. Hubbins you've been down here now. No, sir. We're leaving right oh, away. All right. Now, he gestures for the stairs you just came down. So unless you can think of something clever... Can we? He's gonna stand here and watch you leave. That being said, it's extremely dark. There's lots of big water vats to jump, you know, sneak behind. And when he waves out that matchbook and throws it on the ground, you know, it gets a little bit. It gets a lot darker again back down towards now. The only light, well, unless you've still got that light on from the. It's on for the moment, but yeah. Um, I mean, there's no reason to not turn it off when we get back to the stairs and then mm-hmm. that will be far enough away that unless he follows us mm-hmm. we can probably pretend to let's make st- stepping noises like we're going up the steps you guys are gonna get in trouble oh there's a reason this guy's uh, guarding something important i think no i agree it's, pro- it's probably the aliens which i didn't even believe in until right now I'm telling you, there's a world out there that you couldn't possibly imagine, young Padawan. Whoa. Yeah. Um, did that term, had that term been invented by No, the I, I jumped a decade <laughs> with the Padawan. <laughs> My young apprentice. 
And anyway, well, you guys want to do that? You want to get know back? You like to write letters to that George Lucas guy and give him ideas and stuff. That's right. He's used thousands of my ideas so far, and I haven't seen a red cent. <laughs> yeah, that's all right now, boys. You just keep on walking. Okay, here we go. Make stepping noises like me. Okay, and you turn off that light. I do, yeah. and I'm actually going to climb the stairs mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I suspect... He doesn't get it. He's not smart as us. <clears throat> he doesn't get it. No, well, and what, and what I'm doing is actually I'm assuming that lifting the tile off is going to let light in and he will be able to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm trying to do an even deeper fake out. Yeah, but maybe he's smarter than we thought. Whoa. Well, this guy's good in a combat op. Um, he's had training for sure. <laughs> so you lift up and and uh, just close it back down and make some shadows in front of it. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, okay, so the three of you are still... I think I'm, I think I'm booping in my pants. Says Plunger. Plunger. Oh, Plunger! Don't, don't do that, man. <laughs> I, I was, no, I'm not. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's always a kid with a name, though, right? Like, like Booger or Chunk or or something. So right. You guys got Plunger. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. My combat ops training, right? We gotta go with right. Let's sneak around as quietly as we can behind this this water tank. All right, I'm I'm right behind you. Moving out. Good thing I'm wearing my sneakers. I do some like hand gestures and then I, uh, you know, run scurry. Over, yeah. Right. You know the army. The army uh, ordered a secret batch of seven hundred thousand pairs of E.T. shoes from Buster Brown, exactly like the ones I am wearing, just for stealth operations. Oh, man. Always, my mom always gets me kids. Every time. <laughs> kids are for kids. Says Plunger. That's what my mom says. <clears throat> what shoes, what kind of shoes does Chip wear? Do chucks. Have, chucks. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. What color? Black. Black. Like, right. like I wear every day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, never go out of style. Yep, that's right. Anyway, you guys are sneaking along, and as I look at the uh, character sheets, I'm uh, trying to decide, you know, what sneaking would fall under. It's not exactly flight, um, but uh, mm. you know, seems the most appropriate in some ways. Yeah, I can't think of anything. So I'm going to ask for a pretty simple right. flight. I mean, it's about not being noticed and so on and so forth. So I'm going to go with a real simple flight check. Four or higher. Because it's not simple when you get a D6. No. Oh my goodness. Hang on. That's two ones so far. And a six from fucking Plunger. Well, uh... At any rate, you bump into uh, one of the uh, water bins, and the duffel bag on top gets jostled and falls off and falls to the ground. And even though Plunger made his roll, uh, voices, Hey, I thought I told you kids to get out of here. And Plunger steps out and goes, Sorry, they left. I lost my, I, I, I dropped my retainer. I came back to get my retainer. He says, good luck, guys. And he backs out of the room, takes one for the team. You guys remain Sacrificed hidden. Sacrificed himself. You guys peek around. the. You see that guy. He's, he's uh, You can barely see him just in the glow of his cigarette at, you know, light. Uh, watch 
Plunger leave, and you hear Plunger embarrassingly straining at the top, trying to get the thing open. He eventually gets it out enough to crawl out, but you hear it like scrapes his back because it's not fully lifted up. You know, the floor, he's just crawling out the best he can. And then you're back in darkness, and that guy emerges, you know, submerged again into the darkness, into that hallway. Oh, hey. Adversity token. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And every time you fail a roll in this game, you get an adversity token. And you can spend those adversity tokens to do different things in the game. And it depends on, you know, what your strengths are. You can as activate a your strengths, yeah, activate or you can strengths. add a plus one to your roll or to someone else's role. That's right. To help them. And we're just exploring all that now because this is, in fact, I don't know if we said this, the very first time we have ever played this game. At all. Very true. Yes. But now, uh, you guys are almost right up to that hallway where this mysterious fellow in the overalls... Mm, I should have down. activated my strength. Which oh, is, that's right. Uh, one of them is unassuming. I have to spend two adversity tokens to avoid being seen within reason. Yeah, well, that may come in handy yeah, later. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Anyway, do you guys want to sneak down that hallway and see where he went or what the deal is? Yeah. Where Once you get into that hall, you see there's a very dim light. And you hear a clang from a door quite far away. It sounds far away. Uh, for deeper down that hallway, like at the end of the hallway or something. You can see a tiny little red glow of like an exit sign at the end of the hallway. But there is... A pale, you know, white fluorescent light glow coming from a door on the side of the hallway, right, you know, right by you. So in this hallway again, light coming from underneath a, a door nearby, and then at the end of the hallway, a red exit sign, and that's probably where you heard that clang. Like that guy might have left out that exit door. Okay. I see. We check out this room with the light underneath coming under the crack of the door well I'm not really sure that guy left but uh sounded like an exit banging sound it was clearly a door all right all right all right all right well who wants to open this door well, with the pale, pale light. Going do you have there. any? Do you have a a mirror on you at all? You'll look at your hair, put grease in it, like <laughs> you know, check yourself out. Uh, no, but uh, the Zippo is a little reflective. <laughs> Maybe that would work. If we could stick something, a mirror under this door, we could see under it. You might be able to make that work with the zipper. Is it a chrome? Yeah. One? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've, I mean, some distorted view, perhaps, of what's in there. Yeah, that, that sounds like kind of a brain's roll to tilt okay. it just right and uh, interpret what you're seeing, and the not not ideal surface. Got a nine. Oh, six. I'm sorry. Inside. It, it's hard to tell much, but it looks like there's two or three big freezers, like uh, like meat freezers or meat lockers, that type of thing. And just a, a dim, dim 
fluorescent light and it's kind of flickering a little bit. That's what you can see in there. Meat lockers. Meat lockers. Uh, you think that's where they store the aliens? Or the people that the aliens have killed. I don't know. Or that they've killed. But, uh... But, uh, there's, but there's no... You don't see anybody in there? No, I didn't see anybody. I'm gonna open the door. All right. Indeed, there are three, like, industrial-sized meat lockers down here, like freezers. Like, upright? Or? Uh, no, like, uh... We lift up, uh... Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, like, uh... Not like a walk-in freezer or like a refrigerator, but yeah, lift up like a chest. Right. Yeah. Okay. Chest freezers. Chest freezers. Three chest freezers, and the whole room's refrigerated though. The whole room's like chilly. But what's what's in this freezer here? I'm going to open it. Mm-hmm. Whoa! Inside, there's a bunch of plainly wrapped in white paper, like white wax paper packages, and uh, you have to open it. But it looks vaguely about the size of a sandwich. And you can open one up if you like, see what it is. They're not labeled or anything? No, not labeled. The whole thing, whole like thing butcher is paper? Full. Or yeah, like, like like white wax paper, like a butcher might. I, I wouldn't look at that. I don't want to know. That's just in the first freezer. You Close your eyes. I don't know why they'd have sandwiches down here. Uh, well, when you, op- when you open it up and unwrap it, you see, uh, what it looks like literally is like a frozen sandwich. Some kind of peanut butter or something in it. And probably some kind of protein bar type thing that, in conjunction with all the water outside and all these things in here, might be able to feed school children for a while if they were hiding underground. But it's like super old. It's like a frost burn, you know, freezer burned, you know, and, and so on and so forth. And uh, you don't know if that's if the other freezers, if that's what they've got in them or not, but certainly this first freezer. And all the packages are identical? Yeah, like government protein <coughs> bars, essentially. Now keep opening the freezers. Just to confirm that they're all the same. Yeah, the second one is just fine. And then you guys open up the third one, and there's a bag in it. A lumpy bag. Almost looks like a body bag. It is a zipper going from... Head to toe on it. Uh, uh, Dickie, uh, I don't know about this one. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's not normal. I don't think. I'm gonna. Is there a, oh, like? Is, is there a zipper? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. There's a zipper. You gonna open it? Uh. Yes. You unzip. And the first thing you see is like white hair. And a bright white forehead, white eyebrows, and open staring eyes, white eyelashes, and red irises, kind of pinkish red irises. And you realize it's a dead body of an albino man. <gasps> oh, it's, it's pale as Pale Dale! Pale Dale? Oh boy, oh man. And Pale Dale, as everybody knows, has been missing for quite a while. Pale Dale is the, you know, the owner of Pale Dale's Drive-In, the best greasy burgers in town. Are you sure that's him? This looks like a ghost. Yeah, I mean, he he could be, like, white because of the freezer stuff, but the red eyes kind of give it away. And it's like a, you know, he's an albino male in, like, his 60s or something, probably. 
I mean, I don't know if it's him, but he's the right age. And he's wearing, um, he's not naked or anything. He's wearing, like, a hunting jacket. Like, camouflage hunting jacket. Uh. Oh, man. Oh, I'm gonna zip it back up and close the freezer. Uh, Did you see any signs of, uh, trauma? I don't, I didn't. I don't think so, did I? I didn't, did I? Not obvious, but you didn't, like, take him out just, and fully Right, I mean, well, I'm not a yeah. fucking doctor anyway, but, um, yeah, well, I, no, I, I didn't, I, but, I, did, I mean, there was no blood or anything, but, <clears throat> oh, man. Just then, you hear that exit door that you heard earlier opening and closing again, and there are footsteps coming down the hallway. I open up the freezer and jump in with Pale Dale. Oh, I'm not going in there with him. I'm going to jump in the other one. Okay. Uh, just, just the one I was standing by, man. Like, well, this might be an urban myth, but I've always heard that it's a very bad idea to get into a freezer or refrigerator because you won't be able to open it from the inside. But we're about to find out if that's true. Well, I don't know if it's like a the way they design it or if it's like a suction type of thing when you come you know when you open up a freezer sometimes and then close it and then try to open it again it's harder back in the so this is uh, i i'm aware of the old wives tell you're talking but i I think they're specifically more referring to like the 50s style with the latch type doors where you had to like unlatch it well these would be 50s style but we're going to assume that because they're chest freezers, that's not the way it is anyway. But you guys jump in and boom, boom. Now you're laying there, Chip, next to the dead, frozen body of Pale Dale, the restaurateur uh, and one-time brewer of Pale Dale's Pale Ale. Right. Since been sold off to Sierra Nevada. We're giving you guys some backstory here that, that you may not know about Stuff this town. We, in, this is sort of um, accidentally has turned into a scene from the Goonies with the bad guy in the freezer with the dead guy in the freezer with the ice cream. Oh, yeah. yeah. I actually (laughs) forgot about that. I actually forgot about that. But this guy is in the freezer, and he's dead, and he's an albino, and now you guys are both in freezers. And you can vaguely hear some moving around and some muffled voices mumbled, muffled voices talking to each other, but from your positions in the freezer, it's hard to tell what the people are saying. Make our brains roll, though, to see if you can even tell who is talking. What's the target? Uh, the target is six on this one. Ooh. What? Uh, have you... You've seen how many ones I've rolled this game, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of ones. Well, you know, support gamesman who who blames his dice, but I'll, I'll trade dice with you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's qu- quite remarkable. It is quite ones. remarkable, it is statistically, statistically speaking. Statistically improbable. <laughs> yes, you should have accidentally succeeded by now, statistically. No, I'm joking. But uh, you, Chip, can tell that you can't tell what they're saying, but the voice is definitely that of the mysterious man who was just down here and Mr. Gimme, the custodian. The night custodian. They're talking out there. You just can't tell what they're saying. And then eventually, you hear another big slam, and then all is quiet for a couple minutes. If you want to venture out, venture your head out. I'll pop my head out. Ha! Says a guy. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you open the the freezer and poke your head out. 
And, uh, yeah, the, the, the coast is clear. The coast is clear. All right, well, I will <clears throat> get out of the uh, freezer as well. Man, you're going to have nightmares for weeks. Yeah, it was not, it was creepy, but I didn't want to get caught, you know? I'm back at, you guys, suddenly your, your walkie-talkies crackle. This is Avenging Condor to Home Pigeon. Come in. This is Avenging Condor to Home Pigeon. Come yeah. in. It's Plunger, of course. Yeah. Uh, what is it? We're, we're kind of busy right now. Mr. Gimme and the Bogey have just left the building. Repeat, Mr. Gimme and the Bogey have just left the building. I'm back by the bike racks in the rear. It's starting to get dark, you guys. We should go. Uh, we'll be out there in a minute. Uh, Ten four. Over and out. Well, let's finish exploring this uh, area. I think, and that's it. And then, that, that is the 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 entirety of the area is that great big shelter room with all the different uh, vats of water, this hallway, and then of course this freezer room. Where that exit goes, you're not entirely sure, and that'd be the only thing you haven't quite explored yet. Well, yeah. I don't know if Plunger saw them actually leave the door from his vantage point, or... Well, he saw what? them leaving the building, yeah. He's like, They're leaving... Yeah, he uh, yeah, he didn't tell you. You can call him and ask him. Well, it's yeah. not probably important, but I'm... Yeah. Cu- uh, you know, Dickie, uh... Yeah. <sighs> if that is Dale... He's been missing for a while, and, you know, if we, I mean, I just just feel like we can leave him in there. Yeah, everybody's heard that, uh, you know, the family of Pale Dale is continuing to operate the drive-in, and it's like, it's kind of one of those, a crime the police couldn't solve, and it's not been a year, but it's been like nine or ten months almost since he disappeared, and everybody's they haven't forgotten about it, but definitely a cold case, no pun intended. So should we call the, the police and tell them we might get in trouble because we're down here and we weren't supposed to be down here? I'm not going down for this. <laughs> <sighs> well, first, th- first things first, I want to see where the exit door goes. All right. You guys push down to the end and you open the exit door. And you're in a low, uh, a simple gray uh, concrete square of a room with stairs going up. And they're just, uh, and it's just a very short flight of stairs. And you follow those stairs up, it uh, opens right onto the kitchens and the time clock for the lunch ladies and everything else. It's like, this, this, this whole under complex definitely not hidden on purpose, just something the kids don't know about. And so, yeah, the lunch ladies, if they wanted to, they probably smoke their, take their cigarette breaks on these stairs and things like that. But as you guys walk through that door, it closes behind you and you hear it click and lock. Like it locks behind you as you walk out into this uh, you know, stairway that leads up to the lunch lady room. So you can't get back into that freezer room now from this area. Right, I have to go back yeah, to the you'd have to stairs. Go. So now you got to go out through the kitchens, basically. So, if you want to do that, I guess that's your only choice. You can stay go. here or go out through the kitchens. Well, I assume the kitchens are attached to the rest of the school. Oh, yeah. I mean, we yep. can go. Yep. Absolutely. But it's probably, I mean, most of the doors are probably locked anyway, but they probably have... 
you know, we'll push levers or to get it out. Yeah, we'll make brains rolls easy, four or higher. And A, you're right, but they could be alarmed. Oh, that's true. Uh, well, uh, you guys both remember, and you specifically remember exactly the time, that uh, if you wait maybe about 15 or 20 more minutes, the back, the, the garage door by the docks is going to be open for a while, while Mr. Gimme pushes all the, uh, all the trash out to the dock to get thrown into the dumpster. So it'll be wide open for a little bit, and there'll be no alarms. And I bet, also, if we just... I mean, this is the 80s. Schools didn't have air conditioning. I bet if we could open a window and just climb out from a classroom or something. Do you want to give it a try? Uh, Sounds like there's probably a couple ways out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if there's a... And I will say that my high school in the 80s was not air-conditioned that I'm aware of. It certainly was hot as hell in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I assume they all are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of rule would it be to open a window? It wouldn't really require much okay. rule. Yeah. yeah. Pull the latch. <laughs> pull the window. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will. I will go and look. See if there's a, you know, easy access. Well, window. the home the home ec classroom is close to the kitchens. It's the closest classroom per se, and they've got a few little stoves in there, and uh, sewing machines and stuff like that. And in the back of that room, there's a window, and uh, you open it up, and you should be able to slide right out. It's a bit of—it's going to be a bit of a squeeze, though, for Chip, because these windows are like a tilting kind of windows. Mm-hmm. They don't just lift up and down; they right. tilt. So a little skinny dude can crawl right out. But make a uh, make a brawn roll to do this without uh, scraping yourself. Give yourself a nasty, nasty. Oh, give yourself a nasty scratch. Give yourself a nasty scratch on the way out inside. Leave a little blood, Ugh, but gnarly. Probably takes two weeks to do a blood analysis in this in the eighties, for all I know. So well, they weren't even doing DNA. Yeah. So yeah, they that was uh, science fiction, man. <laughs> but anyway, you scratch yourself pretty good. Not enough to do any real serious physical damage, but enough to be irritating that you want to put some rubbing alcohol on, some band aids or something. Give a if you're wearing like a t-shirt that's I don't know what color your t-shirt is probably black. black yeah then in that case the blood doesn't show up that much on it it's not like you're profusely bleeding but <clears throat> you guys get out and run over to the bike rack where plunger's waiting oh, that was a close one you guys you have no idea no he walked out the, the guy walked out and he was talking to a talking to Mr. Gimme for a while and he got into the van and left Mr. Gimme's He's in on it. Uh, Mr. Gimme's car is still here. Well, the guy was smoking a cigarette and he threw down the, threw down a matchbook again. The guy's a litter bog. I saw him do that earlier too. Just throwing him down left and right. I'm gonna get that matchbook. I don't know. I didn't want to go over there. It's over there. You see, it's over there by that oil flick. It's gonna be a clue. Uh, it always is in these uh, detective movies. They're always throwing down matchbooks. Match. It's gonna be. Did you say it was buying oil slick? Well, it was like a, you know, maybe the antifreeze or something. You know, like a, something leaked out from somebody's car. It's right over there. Right under the street light. Because the street lights have come on at this point. Even though it's not black yet, it's kind of purple in the sky. Well, did the matches go out? Let me, like, throw it into a puddle. It's not like a puddle. It's like a flick. I'm just pointing out where it is. I'm going to get it. They, like, light the match. I throw them. You go over there and pick it up and, uh... It is by lo- what looks like antifreeze. Plunger doesn't really know what he's talking about. 
It's just in the parking lot. There's a lot of little such puddles around. And uh, it's a matchbook for the Europa Roadhouse. I which knew is it. A, it's a roadhouse on the edge of town where a kind of travelers and kind of a rough, rougher crowd hangs out. Yeah. And um, This is a clue. That's right, it's a clue. Listen, guys, we should get back to headquarters, headquarters and come up with a plan. What do you think we should do? The... Uh, did oh, we call the police? Did we? I'm assuming we told them about the uh, body. Yeah, thing. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We didn't role play that out, no. but yeah, we should assume that. You guys, we, I don't know if we could call the police. Officer Dwayne's a pretty good guy. He's just out of college. He came and did the, uh, the marijuana talk in my class. Oh yeah, that that left a that certainly left an impression on me. Yeah, well, uh, Officer Dwayne's a pretty nice guy. Max is always cool over at Comics to the Max. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's a cool adult, but he's not an authority figure. Well, unless you count authority on the Cape City Defenders. He's definitely authority on them. But, uh... That's right, he is. He's, he's uh, recognized authority of the Pacific Northwest on the, uh, the Cape City Defenders. I'll give you that. But, um... I don't know. I think uh, the police, well, there's pros and cons. Well, you've got experience with the police, don't you, Chip? What, oh. are, you, what, are, you, what are you implying? Well, you've been in trouble once or twice, right? You remember that time you gave me a swirly every day for a year in fourth grade? That's how I got the name Plunger? <laughs> the police chief is, like, practically his dad now. You guys <laughs> probably have so much uh, experience together. Well, you, 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 we just go fishing sometimes. Yeah, fishing. Well, uh, I don't know about calling the police because what if they tell our parents? Well, maybe we should get out of here and we should stick to have this discussion on the road. All right, let's get out of here. Are we going to my place, the garage? Yes. All right, headquarters. You coming, Chip? <sighs> Come on. Who's John Carpenter? Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, you know, guys, with that, let's 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 uh give it a break in the story here with who's John Carpenter, and we're gonna go ahead and call it for tonight. And then next time we come back, we'll find out what our young friends decide to do about the body of the missing albino restaurateur Pale Dale has been discovered in the freezers and the bomb shelters of Hammond Middle School. So with that, we will sign out for this episode. Later. Bye. Later, dude. It's the 80s. Have a radical week. And hey, let us know what you think. Send us an email at gooniesworldpodcast at gmail.com. And we promise to write back. We think. Maybe. All right, good night. <laughs> <laughs>